You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to our last half hour of Real Presence Live. Time is flying for us. My name is Jack Kennelly, and with me is my beautiful and talented wife, and her name is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Doreen Canelli, <laughs> sitting next to my handsome and clever husband. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing very well. Hey, Jack, Father's Day was last week. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, I got by it, so anyway. Well, we're, we're happy to have you with us, and we've got a, a discussion I think you're going to enjoy. In fact, I think we had a real good segue. The uh, Our second guest, we were talking about uh, Henry VIII, and it was kind of all about his annulment and uh, how that whole thing worked out, and they created a tribunal, and they made a recommendation to the Pope, and the Pope didn't accept it. But anyway, anyway yeah. we have... Well, Dreen, I was said you're going you're going to get to introduce our guest. Oh, this okay. Oh, I'm very happy and grateful to introduce Carrie Sorensen and her husband Mark, who are here with us in the studio. This is kind of a record: three sets of guests in the studio in one morning. That's right. Yeah, on the phone. and two of them that you used to work with. That's right. Yes, we're former um, colleagues from the John Paul II Network. Carrie and I taught middle school. Carrie's social studies, and I taught language arts and religion mostly. And um, about a year ago, we were at a graduation open house, and Carrie and Mark and Jack and I ended up visiting and catching up. And in the course of the conversation, um, we um, talked about their recent marriage and and uh, annulment process. And they were gracious and willing to come on the air and share with others that experience of hope and healing, and so they're here with us today. But I'll let you two just say a little bit of something about yourselves so that our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. After you. Oh, what a guy. (laughs) (laughs) They're newlyweds. (laughs) We are. Um, My name is Carrie Sorensen. I teach social studies at Shanley. I've been there for 30 years um, in that system. Mark and I married a year ago. We have a blended family of six children, four of them adults, and two teenage boys at home. And I, I am a, I'm Mark Sorensen. I'm a, uh, a local, grew up in Fargo as, as well, attended the Catholic schools, Holy Spirit, and Shanley, and actually knew Carrie going back to Holy Spirit days and Shanley days, but we were never, we didn't have any relationship at all. We're not sure we ever even had a conversation in those days. But uh, girls were poisoned in grade school. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> but even in junior high and, and high school, we we, we we didn't travel in the same circles. Uh, but uh, in our adult lives, you know, our lives, I guess, came together uh, partly through the through the schools, and our, we have kids the same age and attended the same classes at at Shanley and Nativity. Mm-hmm. So. I was going to say, sometimes we, we say that we traveled sort of parallel paths. Oh, sure. We have very, very similar backgrounds. We know most of the same people mm-hmm. from all of our years in Fargo, mm-hmm. in the schools, et cetera. Um, but it wasn't until recent years that those parallel lines came closer together. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know my experience in, in grade school and grade school when, I, when Jack and I were young went through eighth grade. And then yeah, there wasn't the middle school concept. And then high school, it was like our our grades didn't mix with 
kids from other grades either, you know, in the, in those days. It was kind of like it was more defined within your grade level, but that's off the subject. <laughs> so the reason we're here today is um, for you to share your experience with the annulment process, a process that is um, often misunderstood in, in and outside of the church. So I'm just going to let you, um, I know you've visited together about it, mm -hmm. just let you share, first of all, what is an annulment, you know, refresh our listeners, and then um, just what you experienced in going through that process. Uh, and you might want to explain how it differs from divorce. Sure. Yeah. So um, divorce is a civil process, and, you know, people can divorce and remarry multiple times. It's just a legal um, a legal process. But annulment is um, taking a look with a, a couple that has divorced at whether or not the marriage was ever valid in the first place. And so it is the church's um, way of, of taking a look at that. And it, in many ways, is like a legal process. You have um, a defender that, yes, it is um, indeed valid. And then you have um, an advocate that's, that's on the other side saying, well, no, I think that there was something wrong from the very beginning. And both Mark and I had um, marriages that were, were long. Um, I was married 26 years. Mark was 18. 18, yes. Um, and so, you know, after our divorces, going back and, and trying to determine not necessarily what went wrong in our years together, but um, what was the situation at the very beginning and, and taking a look at that. So it's... Um, it, you know, it, it really is is um, a separate process from the divorce itself. Yeah, it, so it's kind of like looking at, did it meet the sacramental requirements at the time of the marriage? Correct. Yes. And, you know, you do, um, you do certainly reflect on your years together, mm -hmm. but the great focus is on um, your courtship, you know, how you met, the courtship, the engagement, and then um, really what was happening in those, those early years. Um, it was explained to us as we were going through it, you do want to be complete, you know, and in our case, we were looking at many, many years um, together with our, our former spouses. Um, and sometimes the things that come up later can be reflective of things that were happening at the time. Oh, interesting. And so it wasn't a matter of, well, it's just disregarded because it was after that day. Um, but it, it could give an indication of some things that were perhaps wrong from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Some root kind of things that... Right, uh, very yeah. foundational sure. issues. Okay. Yes. How, how do you begin the process? Well, <clears throat> I guess I started first. Uh, uh, my divorce was complete in, in 2017, and it was something... Well, I'll back up a little bit about myself. I mean, after the divorce, it was something that was in the back of my mind getting the annulment. And I think mm -hmm. most Catholics and, and especially a lot of non-Catholics look at the annulment process as just sort of a, a box to check, you know, so that Catholics that want to get married again in the church can, can get married. And it's a, almost a cynical view. Uh, but there, there's a lot more to it than that. So, but I, at that time, I, I was, I, I kept putting it off. And then when Carrie and I developed our relationship and our friendship grew, and realized that we wanted to go beyond that. Um, we we talked about annulment, and we that was it was at that point where I I realized all right I need to get this started. And so how do you begin it? Well, you need to contact your your parish priest, 
they're kind of the, the gateway mm-hmm. to starting the annulment process. And they talk with you and get you the, uh, the diocesan paperwork to kind of get you going on that process. Mm-hmm. So the paperwork is actually not something that you can get any other way. Oh. You can go online, you can search, you can look for it. But it, I think the church, in, in some wisdom, um, does require that you have that meeting with the pastor. There's no other way to get it started. You said in her wisdom, yes. in its wisdom. Why is that wise? I don't think you should pursue it without, without the guidance, mm-hmm. without the counseling. Um, you know, you could take a, a peek at it and, and think, well, I, I you know, could probably do this. The other thing is the church does not allow you to begin the process before a civil divorce is finalized. Mm-hmm. Um, the church very much wants to save marriages. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's wise not to take a peek at it. Well, what if I could get this annulment? Right. And so it really is, once the divorce is, is final, now you're taking a look at, mm-hmm. at whether or not it was valid. And Mark and I were both pretty skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, lifelong Catholics, Catholic school, Mm-hmm. We knew what marriage was. We knew this wasn't um, something casual. We both mm-hmm. chose to get married in the church. And, you know, so, like he said, we, we decided we'd better pursue this because an ongoing relationship might not even be something that is open for us. Great. So we need to find out what was going on here. And, and it was with great trepidation, you know, okay, this is going to be a, a process we have to do. And, and I was looking at it regardless. We certainly weren't at that point where we were talking engagement. It wasn't no. anything like that. Um, but, okay, we got to do this. And also, I was looking for some answers. I was looking for some healing. What went wrong? You know, it's very easy to take a look at the surface and, and you know, put blame on yourself or blame on, on the other partner. Um, but what went wrong? And, and so that, that was, I guess, where we started. Yeah, and I, I, I'll echo that because... At the beginning, it's like okay, well, I, we we knew what we we're doing. I mean, how, how can you say personally? How can you say my my marriage was invalid? We we went through the the classes. We we followed all the rules. Got married in the church, blessed by the priests. I mean, what what could possibly have we done wrong? And I think that's where a lot of people look, whether they're on the outside or or inside, looking back on on a on a failed on a failed marriage. Um, they probably don't believe that there's any way that anyone could call it invalid. Um, but we're here to tell you that the, the, the church will, will assist you uh, and, and, and f- dig deeper to, to get to the underlying issues. And what we learned is it, it's not obvious. When you start an annulment process, you kind of look at it similar to a divorce where you're pointing at the other spouse. Mm. Well, it failed because of them, because of them, them, them. Well, in both of our cases, our, our spouses didn't really participate in the annulment process. So we we're kind of on our own to provide evidence for our, our advocate and for the tribunal to to defend the notion that this was an invalid marriage. And in that process, we were able to, to find personal issues that were um, the root or one of the root causes of our of our mar- marriages not being valid. And I would say we both learned far more about ourselves through the mm-hmm. process than we learned about the other person. Absolutely. And that 
that kind of points to the church's desire for healing to in you know the way i receive what you what you just said um we were just at a wedding over the weekend and there are three questions asked of, before the vows or um we have to come up we're coming up on keep a break going, but maybe we can talk about that in the next you know when we come back from our break okay that's absolutely given us something to look forward yeah. to <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's go to the break. We're talking with uh, Mark and Carrie Sorensen about the annulment process, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit catholicprofessional.life. travel outside of RPR's listening area or find yourself missing your favorite programming, download the Real Present Radio app in your app store. All stations in the network are available anytime, so you may stay connected to your favorite programming, local podcasts, and RPR's signature show, Real Presence Live. Stay steady in your daily walk with Christ by using the RPR app. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times, us as as Catholics, we we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very uh, that we all know, right? That we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when we get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the Book of Acts and in uh, the disciples in the early life of the Church. We see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how He sanctifies their own lives and they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen. We're talking with Mark and Carrie Sorensen about the annulment process. And if anything, on the front uh, the front half of this interview, uh, we learned that uh, the annulment process is not just a matter of looking at the, uh, the uh, what am I trying to say, the ob- objective uh, criteria for a wedding. You know, the priest was there, uh, we... we, we we, we, we said the vows and we took the classes, took the classes right. and all that. It's more than that. It's deeper than that, mm-hmm. which is I, I think is really kind of interesting. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And I think there's a lot of other things about annulment or there are mis, misperceptions that people have. And we're going to talk about some of those, too. So uh, I don't know. Where do we want to start? 
Um, Mark, you said that you had something that you wanted to well, I th- share. I, sure. I mean, without airing dirty laundry and uh, deep personal issues, uh, I, I think that there are some things that, that I learned in, in my process. Um, you know, so, so what, are, what, are exa- what are some obvious examples, for instance, of, of what might be a, uh, grounds. a, a grounds for, for an invalid marriage? And some of them are, are really obvious. Maybe a, a shotgun wedding, you know, <laughs> there was a, a, a pregnancy and, and you're kind of pushed into it. Or, or maybe uh, there are some people that, that rush into to, to marriage just young, uh, inexperienced, but they think they're in love and they, they rush through everything. Um, or there could be um, deception. One partner hides from the other mm, person right. that they don't <clears throat> that they're really not open to having children. They they lied up front. Sure. Exactly. Uh, in my case, there were, there was a, a number of different issues, but one that I think is common, especially nowadays, um, is the, the the whole act of living together prior oh, to mm-hmm. being married. Well. I remember in my 20s, and, and we're, we started that process. We lived together beforehand for about three or four years. Um, and one of the things I, I recall or realize is that during th- that time, you know, you've got the church kind of frowning, not kind of, definitely frowning upon it. You've got family members, uh, mothers especially, frowning upon it and saying, you know, this isn't right, but it's your life. Uh, so why is that bad? Well, it's bad because if you're in that relationship, you're living with someone, you're you're sharing a rent. Some people go as far as sharing the the ownership of a home. Well, now you've got this tie that if something were to arise um, prior to the actual wedding vows, you have a hard time getting out. And by, by and what I mean is internally, you're saying like myself. I was saying, well, we may be living together, but. I mean, we're getting married now, so see, it, it all worked out, and it's all fine, and and we're you know living the the rules of the church for the most part. So, but now if something were to arise, uh, you have a hard time seeing clearly that well maybe we should back out of this marriage, or let's let's mm-hmm. end the engagement. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to do that because I'm, I'm I'm sort of I sort of need to have this wedding happen to to justify my. My, my errors in the past and and that works on for a, a number of different things but i think that just is an example of of some of the reflecting that you do during the annulment process to to identify uh some of these these underlying issues right it kind of in thinking you're acting freely you're really compromising your freedom by moving in together before Exactly, and uh, juxtapose that to what Carrie and I ended up doing. Grown adults, you know, we've already have children. In theory, one might say, "Well, you should be able to just move in right together." Well, no, we we had children. We want to lead by example. But what we learned is the dating process, the church and its wisdom, telling you to date prior to living together. You know, after a marriage is there so that you get to know each other and yet you have the ability to stop mm-hmm. yeah. without, you know, oh, well, who's going who's gonna to pay the other half of the rent? I'm going to need to get a roommate. Oh, well, they're going to be out on the street. Oh, we, we can't break up. All these mm-hmm. things factor in mm-hmm. um, and to artificially some, hold you together. And then there are some beautiful benefits on the other end of that, too. You know, yes, we followed the, you know, quote-unquote rules, um, but 
there isn't a day that goes by a year and a half into our, our marriage that we aren't incredibly grateful to land in the same spot every day yes. to be able to spend at least part of our days together because for our, our courtship and engagement, that that wasn't always a reality. The, mm-hmm. the busyness was there. And so, um, you know, in that case, following the rules benefited us in ways that we didn't even anticipate. Mm-hmm. And I think going through the annulment, again, following the rules, it would have been far easier, I think, for anybody to just say, you know what, we're just not going to get married in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the benefits are just... Are, they're there. Well, that, uh, it's that, so important to excuse me, Jack, to yeah. discover the love behind the law. You know, there's the church. It's always about our God's love for us and what He desires for us. And we're like those little children that have tantrums and want it our way now. And mm-hmm. it, it sounds like this process can bring people to that realization that this is about. Something deeper. Yes, and it, I think we both believe it It sets you up. If you are going to pursue a relationship, if you perhaps are entering into marriage, you know, a, a, a second attempt, um, that you need to be healthy. And if you're going to repeat the same mistakes, you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. I think the healthy word is really important here because I think so many people look at annulment as just your ticket out. Right. You know, as opposed to there's a healing that's going on. And I know, you know, we just talked briefly during the break about how it even can affect, you know, your attitude about your prior spouse. Right. You know, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And it does, it it brings healing. It brings some closure. Um, I have, and I've shared before when, when I went through the final review of my case, which you were, you are encouraged to do sitting at the tribunal going through it. And I closed the folder for the last time. That that brought closure. Mm-hmm. I have never been tempted to go back. I have it. I have a paper copy. I have a digital copy. I've never been tempted to go back and rehash any of it. And um, and that healing is incredible. It's a it's a painful process at times. It can be a long process. Um, but Father Dukesher said to me at one point when I was telling him, I'm, I'm so tired of dealing with this. I don't want to go through this anymore. And he said, Carrie, it's like ripping off a scab. You need to tear off that scab to clean out the wound underneath before you can truly heal. And that is a, a visual that has really stuck with me. Um, I think that it does, it puts the focus where it needs to be. Even in the, the final um, letter that I got from the tribunal, before they asked for the donation that they had asked for in the very beginning. They said, we will ask for a donation. There are costs involved. There are attorneys that we hire. There's an office that we run. We're going to be up front and tell you we will ask for it. It is optional. It is a donation. Um, But it's at the very end. There is no pay for play here. And in the letter that I received after the decision, in capital letters, bold face, um, we hope that you have found this to be a healing process. Mm And that was the focus. Yep. And so any cynicism that anybody has about the church is just in it for the money. It is the box to check. It's just what you have to do to be able to get remarried. I would challenge that with both of our experiences. Absolutely. Okay. okay well, this has been a great discussion, and I hope we've, uh, and I suspect that we have probably educated a lot of people out there about, you know, the true uh, benefits 
of the annulment process. And we want to thank you, too, for being with us today to kind of share your story on that. And uh, with that, I guess we go to the part that so many people are waiting for. It's for Rachel's Technical Director Preview of our next show. Coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Brandon Clark is your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Adelie Hude, the illustrator of a book which seeks to introduce children and families to the Latin Mass. And then he will interview Cy Kellett, the keynote speaker for RPR's next Bismarck Banquet and a host on Catholic Answers Live. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Rachel. Um, before we say goodbye to Carrie and Mark, um, do you have any words of wisdom to impart to people that are, are juggling, should I do this, I don't want to do this, recently divorced, um, words of encouragement? I, I'll start. I, I would say just go for it. Just get the process started. It, it is long. It, 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 it can be arduous, as we've, as we've said, but... Um, get the process started because in the end you're going to come out feeling much better about your past marriage and looking forward to any potential union. I think, too, uh, one thing that Father shared with me when I was starting the process is that a lot of people begin the process and then they stop because it gets to be too difficult. It's a monumental task. And he shared with me um, his suggestion. He said, I want you to write every day. I want you to write for 20 minutes, no more. And if it becomes difficult before the 20 minutes is up, I want you to stop. But the next day, I want you to begin again. And that was really good advice for me because it allowed me to tackle it in very small segments um, and not give up, not say, oh, it's just, it, it's too difficult, I'll do it later. Um, in fact, he said sometimes he would call in and check in with people six months after they began the process just to find out where they were. And in many cases, they had given up. But it's emotional, and it's mm -hmm. difficult, and nobody wants to deal with mm -hmm. it. Um, but that was, that was advice for me, and I, I would echo what Mark said. Just go for it. Mm -hmm. Try it. You're, I, don't think, I don't think anybody would regret the healing that comes from it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and for being encouraging to listeners and educating. I have a feeling we could have talked about this for another half an hour, yeah. too. I but uh, yeah. unfortunately... The clock is not our friend, and you hear the music coming up. Mm -hmm. And so we want to thank our listeners. We want to thank Carrie and Mark once again. And thank you, Doreen, for just being you. Oh, and you too, Jack. <laughs> this has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network. <laughs>